There are special people in this world. We didn't ask to be special. We were born harmless phosphorescents. Everybody and welcome to uh, Harmless Phosphorescence. This is your host, Throw Smiley, and I'm trying to do what the Nazis couldn't. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and I am tired of drawing dead bodies. I'm Brian Lesh, and each one of you has a letter that I've written to be opened at a specific time. I'm Alaric Weber, and I just injected myself with nine dragon soy sauce. <laughs> You're going to be so savory, Al. Um, this is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Just go to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We've got lots of bonus material over there. Uh, we've got a Star Wars miniseries. We've got holiday shows. We've got music shows. We do uh, non-superhero movies every month. Uh, so head over there, patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. And if you can't afford that buck a month to... Uh, become a patron, then at the very least, uh, click the rate and review on the podcast app on which you are listening to us or on the YouTube video on which you are watching us. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review, do all that internet-y stuff that we are constantly telling you to do all the time. But you or don't. you could get an orphan from a faraway land to sponsor you. <laughs> Just 37 cents a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Make them click like and subscribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, those poor Americans. <laughs> there, hey, there's more stuff. There are a lot of orphans in third world countries that are spend all day liking and subscribing to things. In, that's true. Yeah. Oh, How do you wow. think those yeah. Fiverr, like a thousand likes for five bucks work? Um, oh. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching 2009's Push. There are some people in this world with extraordinary gifts. We don't ask to be special. We're just born that way. Some of us can move objects with our minds. You're a second generation mover. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Others can make their thoughts your own. Get the hell out of my head! Some can see the future. You're a watcher. Right now, our future isn't that great. But there's a secret organization within our government called Division, trained to track us down and turn us into weapons. There's only one person who's ever escaped from Division. We have to find her. She's the key to bringing them down. With her, we're going to create an army the world's never seen before. I haven't even gotten to the bad part yet. We die. Great. Division's looking for you. We're here to help you. You said the future's always changing, right? What are you gonna go do? I'm gonna try and make a better one. Sounds like a plan, but what about the part where we die? Not part of the plan. They're here. We want the vision out of Hong Kong just as much as you do. 
Push. Um, <laughs> Based on the book by Sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was released February 6th, 2009. It's got a running time of 111 minutes. It cost $38 million. And it uh, took in forty eight point nine million. So, um, huh. yeah, it 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 made it. It did not do well. I mean, that's not enough to. But that <laughs> was a key movie in two thousand nine. Thirty eight. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, that was very. That's cheap. That is yeah, it was yeah. cheap. Could be sure. nobody really cared how it did. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, it. I remember it coming out. I don't remember there being a whole lot of. Uh, kerfuffle about it same yeah um so uh that brings us guys it is time to play the box office top 10 game now this i would point out that this is uh for uh february 6th 2009 um we are going back in time we we accidentally skipped this one it got a couple down the list so every once in a while that happens um in a uh, given year, I might have a movie a little bit out of order, so that's on me. <laughs> and I hope I hope that the the podcast uh, review board will forgive me. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. If you listen and you catch that, good for you. Yeah. Get a hold of us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, it's time for to play the box office top ten game. This is the game where we uh, count down the top 10 movies in the nation for the week of February 6, 2009. And uh, the guys here try to guess what movie I'm talking about based on the description I give them. And uh, they also guess where Push opened. Guys, um, Brian, we'll start with you this week. Where do you think Push opened? I'm going to say number five. Brian goes five. Hmm. <laughs> Josh, yeah. where, what, what are you going with? All right. You know, it didn't make squat, but I bet it was a good Valentine's movie compromise. <laughs> you know, I bet the trailer attracted girlfriends and guys were like, yeah, I'll see this. That'll be great. So I think number, I'll go number seven. Josh goes seven and Al. Al, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, four. Al says Roll the dice. four. <laughs> Roll the <laughs> dice. I meant three. <laughs> hey, did you notice how in the trailer that dice game had a completely different outcome than yeah, in the movie? Yes, he won the did. dice game, whereas in the movie he did not. We'll get there. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, here we go, guys. This is uh, the top 10 game, number 10. Two kids secretly take in stray dogs at a vacant hotel. That's the hotel entire. for dogs. Yeah, yes, that is correct. The most uh, straightforwardly named film ever. <laughs> I appreciate that sometimes. Hotel for Push dogs. Was confusing. Yeah, snakes on a plane. Like they were just right. right up front with what they've got going on. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> um. Yeah, hotel for dogs. Um, 
I don't recognize the people on that poster. All right, coming in at number nine. Oh, They're all dogs. <laughs> no, there was a human also. <laughs> at least I assume so. I guess I should not assume <laughs> their species. Um, oh, you get a uh, dog point, <laughs> Josh, which is... Like, that's worth seven, seven human points. points. There you go. That's the joke I was shooting for. Uh, coming in at number nine... <laughs> Anna returns home after a stint in a mental hospital, but her recovery is jeopardized by her cruel stepmother and ghastly visions of her dead mother. This is horror. Was- <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It, um, it is Anna and the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> That isn't it, may as well be. Uh, it's the uninvited. Uh, mm-hmm. So, none of you are inviting any points <laughs> into your home <laughs> this time. Never ever. We all get a ghastly vision. <laughs> ghastly visions are the best kind. <laughs> I don't want my visions to not be ghastly. <laughs> so few things in my life are ghastly. <laughs> Or dastardly, yeah, ghastly visions. I can dastardly. Yeah, I too. Yeah, I I need to start having some dastardly deeds done. <laughs> Dirt cheap. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. coming in at number. What are we on here? Coming in at number eight this week. Eight. A disgruntled Korean war veteran sets out to reform his neighbor, a teenager who tried to steal his prized possession. Oh. If I, I can't tell you what that prize possession is because it is the title of the film. Mm, was this Clint Eastwood? Yes, yes it was. Is uh, this El Camino? Not, not Gran, <laughs> that, that, that Breaking Bad. Torino. Gran Torino. Gran Torino. <laughs> breaking Bad, Gran Torino. Uh, yeah. The Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <The> Doritos Locos. <laughs> That's uh, uh, ranch style. Um, yes, so uh, Josh, you get um, any which point but loose. <laughs> I get the Kelly Blue Book yeah, point. Value, which is uh, $1,200. Um, coming in at number seven, um, Indian Millionaire. We've had this on Slumdog. Slumdog. Slumdog Slum 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 again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in at number six. <laughs> the Hotel for Slumdogs. <laughs> the Slumdog. Hotel for Slumdog Millionaires. Versus Predator. <laughs> Two. The New Batch. The New Batch. At the Hop. At the Hop. Uh, uh, what are we? What number is this? Uh, number six. Um, two young Americans with special abilities must race to find a girl in Hong Kong before a shadowy government organization called Division does. We That's our it. push. We had, one of you had seven. One of you had five. Nobody had six. What we needed <laughs> was a watcher. Yes. Yep. To guide us. Yeah, all the names. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, I can't decide whether I'm a watcher, a bleeder, or a screamer, <laughs> or a jumper, or a fluffer. <laughs> yeah, or am a, I a pooper? Can I? Can that be my power? I just poop a lot. A fluffer. I'm just very regular. <laughs> Give me a People magazine in three minutes. <laughs> I'll blow your mind. Nobody said I was quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Start the revolution. All right. Number five. When a shopping mall is taken over by a gang of organized crooks, it's up to a mild-mannered security guard to save the day. Paul Blart. Blart, 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 Blart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the cable guy. <laughs> Health inspector. This is the Segway advertisement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in at number four. Oh, my God, this. Um <laughs> Ooh, an inspector teams up with a squad of international detectives who are just as bumbling as he is. Their mission, stop a globetrotting thief who specializes in stealing historical artifacts. The inspector. It's either Get Smart or, um, what was the other one? Pink Panther? Yes, it is Pink Panther, but which one? Secret Son of the Ooze. <laughs> I mean, yeah, two. It's, that's two. Pink Panther two, uh, with Steve Martin as Clouseau. Which uh, yeah, he was. I never. I wasn't too fond of his Clouseau, honestly. No, those are cringy because the originals are some of my favorites ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you get a pink point. Um, <laughs> coming in at Pink Panther fiberglass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that? Oh, those commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go up into the ceiling. Don't lay on it. It's itchy. <laughs> really itch. Oh my god! I did that a couple times as a kid. <laughs> yeah, got it on my hands. Oh yeah. And I'd always forget how itchy it was until the next time, and I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> happened again." <laughs> I tasted it every time. <laughs> well, and it was for me. It was always during the summertime, so it was always 130 degrees and itchy. Mm, yeah. And itchy. Yeah. Like you're in a panther. But nobody caught us smoking weed up there, that's for sure. <laughs> nobody wanted to. <laughs> yeah. like, the kids are smoking weed up in the crawl space again. Just let them. Well, there's yeah, a bunch of asbestos up kids. there. <laughs> cancer and itchy. Yeah. It's <laughs> a cartoon. The Cancer and Itchy Show. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Coming in at number mm. three, an adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is strangely idealized uh, version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. Oh, this is uh, the... Oh, shit. This is the animated one. Coraline. Yeah, Coraline. Coraline, yes. Um, so Push, Pink Panther 2, and Coraline all were opening this week. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two... A retired CIA agent has a particular set of skills. Taken. Yeah. I'm taking that all the way to the bank. <laughs> with the, the money bank. With that one point. Um, coming in at number one, opening this week at number one, this Baltimore set movie of interconnecting story arcs deals with the challenges of reading or misreading human behavior. This isn't Crash. It's not Crash, <laughs> and it's <laughs> not The Wire. <laughs> Um, what else? Oh, he said. Brian said crash last time we. Yeah, um, it still feels like it should be. Rush? No, No, not rush. No, it's not that. Smoosh. (laughs) Flush. Grish. (laughs) Grish. He's just not that into you. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's still not. He's still, yeah, he's still just not that into you. Dude. The, call it. the movie description does not lead you to 
no title at all. It, it seems way more serious. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really does. Um, so, yeah, that is our box office top 10 for the week. That brings us uh, to the mm. film itself. Um, so, uh, this is not based on a comic. So, Al. Oh, actually, it was. It was yeah. uh, based on a 1945 Nazi propaganda comic. What? <laughs> really? No. <laughs> it was well. I looked it up. It said there was a run from 2008 and 2009, but. It was put that's out, when this came out. It was put out as a promotional run for the film. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Like a Masters in the Universe type deal. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. cartoons for this. <laughs> okay. Um, and that was actually a prequel to it. Um, I mean, they clearly were expecting to set up a whole world here. Uh, if not, they're assholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for having a name for every group of everything. And yeah. not having an actual ending. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, this movie um, pushed 2009, released February 6, 2009. Um, it was uh, directed by Paul McGuin. McGugan. McGillicuddy. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> he, he was the director of Lucky Number Slevin, Gangster Number uh, One, Sherlock, the, uh, you know, the Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Oh no no episode to show. No, no, that was what's his name? Episode Guy yeah, Ritchie. that was Guy Ritchie. But lucky number eleven. It's kind of the same no, thing. Now that you mentioned those movies, uh, okay, yeah. Some things make sense. It has actually a, some things I liked. Yeah. Well and it had yeah, it's got that heist feel to it. It has that, but then I guess we'll get there. But there's some really neat stylistic shots that remind me of like six string samurai and Kung Fu hustle and stuff like that, especially in the fish market. Oh yeah. It was not a bad looking film. Like it wasn't a bad film. It was just kind of, I think all the actors did well. Oh yeah. The actors were great. Um, I really thought that um, Chris Evans and Dakota Fanning had an amazing amount of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The story is just a, hot mess um yeah so all right it was was uh written by uh david borla um david borla um is uh let's see he's best known for writing bush um <laughs> he uh also um has writing credits on a movie called larceny Something in 2000 called Nostradamus. Uh, Doomsday Rock, which is a 1997 <laughs> film. When Time Expires, Yesterday's Target. Like, he, this dude, this is his last writing credit. So, I guess. I you know. love that uh, this guy has a uh, writing credit for Bat Thumb, The God Thumb, and Franken Thumb. That's what, Yeah, that's, you guys know what those are? Oh, he no, I'm sorry, he directed those. He had directing directed. credits on those. That's yes, I was getting to that. Bat thumb, god thumb, and Franken thumb. <laughs> but there was first. a thumb Star Wars too, but he wasn't involved oh, in yeah, that. Oh yeah, Thumb Wars. I remember the Thumb Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole series of those. <laughs> there were. Like what? Occasionally someone would rent one and it was just so perplexing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the most disgusting pornography made more sense than that. Uh, um, all right, so this uh, I want to we we don't mention the music often, but um, 
because so many of these are just the the same five guys do the music for like every freaking superhero movie. But um, this was done by mm-hmm. Neil uh, Neil Davidge, um, who is uh, the dude from Massive Attack. Oh, yeah. So, um, and you could tell I really liked the uh, the uh, score on this one. Um, That's what made it feel most like Fight Club. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Chemical Brothers, Massive Attack. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, stars Chris Evans as Nick Gant. Um, we've re- spoken before about Chris Evans in Fantastic Four. We'll speak about him again a number of times. He's he's Cap. We all know that. Um, Dakota Fanning as Cassie Holmes. Um, so she, her first big break was I Am Sam in 2001. That's where she really became known. Um, mm-hmm. She was in a movie shortly after that called Man on Fire. Yeah, that was a good Washington. Yeah, that yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, I Am Sam, Man on Fire. Um, oh, my God. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Uptown. Oh, she was in the Cat in the Hat movie. I forgot about that. That was terrible. Um, and yeah, she continued to work. Oh, she was in. She was Charlotte's Web. I forgot about that too. Um, oh. and she was in Twilight. Several Twilight movies. Um, she continues to work to this day, but she's not in anything like huge. She. Oh, she was Squeaky From in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, she was so good in that. Yeah, she was. Um, <laughs> Squeaky From. Uh, Camilla Bell as Kira. Um, she's a. Uh, let's see. She was uh, Walking Dead. I think is she? Wasn't she in The Walking Dead? Um, I don't know. Was it later seasons? Because I like really fell off that. <laughs> later seasons. Yeah, I think she was with the governor. Maybe this is a different chick. Hmm. Um, I don't know. She was in, I mean, she did, she, she was a child actor in the nineties. She was in poison Ivy two. She was in, um, Jurassic park lost world, um, as a child. Uh, let's see. Um, then as she got older, she was in when a stranger calls, um, 2014 caveman. Um, her most recent film credit is the mad whale in 2017. Oh, I'm so mad. Um, wow. She was in, yeah, she's not working much these days. Um, Mickey and the roadster racers. She voiced Almonda. (laughs) I love the name of this one in 2005. It was uh, chum, the chum scrubber. Oh Uh, yes. Remember that movie? Uh, I do not. (laughs) <laughs> anyway um let's see i oh my god this dude's name every time i have to say it okay um jaman Ansu. oh yeah that is a tough name jaman Ansu. i'm sure i'm still saying it wrong um it was cool to see him have such a lead role i wish that had happened more yeah for that guy I know he's in the MCU, but still. Yeah, but he's not like a, yeah. It's good to see him in a lead. Um, You know, he was Amistad, Gladiator, Blood Diamond. Um, Ooh, Furious 7. <laughs> Gladiator, Blood Diamond. <laughs> Two. <laughs> the Furious 7. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then Guardians and uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. We'll, we'll see him in the MCU coming up. 
Um, Joel- also, Aquaman and Shazam. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Dips in two pools. You're not supposed to do that unless you're. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the uh, he's the old guy in the basement in Shazam. In, under the subway. Uh, hmm. They call him the they call him wizard. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he was also the voice of uh, Pink Panther. Uh, not Pink Panther. <laughs> the, the Black Panther in uh, a, TV, a TV miniseries in 2010. Hmm. Anime. Whoa, really? Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. I know. Wow. Wow. Cool. Um, Joel Gretsch played uh, the dad in that one scene. <laughs> he was in 4400 Taken V. Um, let's see. We got, uh, Ming Na Wen as Emily Wu. I was shocked to see her in this. I wasn't, I didn't yeah, look at the cool. cast beforehand. I was like, oh my God. Um, of course, you know, she's, a uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I feel like we saw her in something else already. Was she in one of these movies? She was the voice of Mulan. Yes. Yeah. She was the voice oh, of Mulan. Of course. Yeah. Um, she's done some cool TV work, right? What did you just say? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she was a she's in uh, the Mandalorian, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yep. Agents of mm. Shield. Um, you know. Right. 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 Yeah. So uh, it was a rather diverse cast when you saw them. Think about it. Yeah, it really was. Um, let's see. Cliff Curtis. Um, was a the. He was one of the gang. He's been in a lot of stuff. Let's see. Three Kings, Once Were Warriors, Blow, Live Free or Die Hard, Dark Horse. Um, Training Day. Yeah. Yeah. He's a creepy uncle. Yeah. Uh, Nate Mooney is Pinky. Pinky Stein. (laughs) He's a McPoyle. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan McPoyle on Always Sunny. Um, He is also in, let's see, Elizabethtown. Oh, God. (laughs) The movie that almost destroyed um, Orlando Bloom's career. Um, His what? Yeah. <laughs> Never good mind. point. Good point. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh, he's in a bunch of weird, a bunch of like B movies. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> he cuts quite a profile, though. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so handsome. Corey Stoll as Agent Mac. Um, let's see. That's a. Uh, the dude, uh, he was uh, in the Wasp, or he played a uh, Yellow Jacket. Um, yes, he yeah, did. Uh, yeah. Darren Cross. Uh, what? Was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I first saw him in um, House of Cards. Yes. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. That's right. Before it got terrible, and before, <laughs> you know. Yes. Before that, or Robin, he was right? the first casualty, right? In that, in the show. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he has the first one he sets up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in uh, The Strain. That was the uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, vampire TV show. TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. FX. Oh, he's, yeah. he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Steven Spielberg West Side Story. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys Double. know Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm. making West Side Story? <laughs> I did not. I wonder how they pulled that off. I mean, obviously it's just Romeo and Juliet, but the racial divide has a lot to do with that music. Right. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a period piece or what, but yeah, it's curious. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Not that racism has gone, but (laughs) what to, (laughs) 
you know what what matches would you find I, yeah. it's curious it's gonna it's gonna be like a uh like a southern like a blue blue lives matter <laughs> 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 yeah, oh and a God. black lives matter <laughs> Yeah. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way and get the fuck out of the county. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a QAnon, you're a QAnon all the way. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Scott Michael Campbell was Agent Olden. This, they had a huge cast, and I have to keep going because yeah. these are all known people. Scott Michael Campbell um, from Flight of the Phoenix, Brokeback Mountain. Um, uh, let's see. He was in <clears throat> Bullworth, Radioland Murders, um, a guy to recognizing your saints, a good day to die hard. <laughs> 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 Fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, the, Neil Jackson as Victor Budarin. Um, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, the the guy that beats up Chris Evans a lot. Um, he's from Blade the series. Oh yeah, the blonde um, yeah. mover who's a bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got what Maggie Siff as Teresa Stowe. Um, she was uh, she was on Mad um, Men. Um, she was also on Sons of Anarchy. She yeah. was Jack's wife, who Katie Seagal just boom straight up stabs in an argument. Um, she's also in Billions. Um, then, uh, let's see. Paul Shea as Wo Chang, a wiper, the guy that lives on the boat. Um, Zhao mm. Luli as the pop girl. Did you mention the guy who, that they meet up with who can, um, is he a push as well? A push that, cause he can take any object and make yeah, you yeah, think, yeah, it, yeah. That was, you know, he had his fake money. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, he was from training day and, yeah. uh, oh, that was, yeah, he yeah. definitely was a warrior. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. He I was think he was boys. classified as a shifter. Yeah, <laughs> there's too many things. There are yeah. too many things. Um, Actually, there are only seven. Well, uh, only, only seven. Seven's a lot of things Al. in a hundred and eleven minute movie. Okay, uh, seven's not a lot in like an X Men universe, but uh, no. But that's we're also kind of familiar with the concept. We don't have to be introduced to the world. And in X Men, yeah. they show don't tell. This there was a lot of exposition exactly. about what each one did. Yeah, yeah. and they'll, then they showed us. That's right. They'll have a mutant. You know, they'll have Shadow Cat run through the wall, and that's all you need to know. You know, they'll have a kid holding some fire. That's all you need to know. Like we know, they're all but these. Different. They have categories. Yeah, yeah, and everyone falls into the. Yeah, I don't know. It was a <laughs> lot. It was a lot for how long of a movie it was. Um, so uh, I have a few reviews here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle M writes as the superhero genre began to meet a glamorized second regeneration there is still an artistic license desiring an original take that acts heroic simultaneously an indirect adaptation of a similar story taken to complicated stakes this narratively standalone picture has enough storytelling efforts despite couple undisclosed loose ends and convoluting abilities being purposely limited amidst a sort of travel catalog with impressive intellect at a heist level picture followed by a satisfying payoff build up by a nice what? cast. <laughs> so is that a civilian or was that person paid to rent? That's a civilian. So I'm assuming I'm assuming you that's a, a twelve on that. Yeah, paper. I'm assuming that's a twelve year old who found a thesaurus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Crumtumperus Serpopola. Yeah. David D writes, not sure why I like it as much as I do. Four stars. <laughs> 
<laughs> he feels the same way about butthole pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy H writes, yes, Dakota Fanning, slay. That's a little too enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. The FBI might need to speak with you. <laughs> Uh, so um that's it guys um are you fellas ready to jump into this thing don't bite your nails push it real good (laughs) here it is this is push we open on a title card 10 years ago (laughs) okay thanks (laughs) says you we're watching it in 2021. Right. So I had to keep 20, reminding myself. So 2011, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. But so 1997 or nine. nine uh, 98, 99, somewhere around. 99, right yeah. <laughs> I got tongue tied. Um, let's see. A boy and his father arrive at a hotel room. Dad tells the kid, whose name is Nick, to run and hide. Someday a oh, girl yeah. will give him a flower. And he asks to help it. So when a girl gives you her flower, son. <laughs> That's weird. They could they could have started the movie with this and shown that, which they did. Shown the and then gone like ten years later. It's weird right. they went the they went they, the opposite. They did ten years ago. <laughs> the, right. right. So if you're starting the movie, we're with you. All right. There are a few little storytelling things. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of military guys, uh, led by um, Agent Carver show up, um, looking a lot like uh, like a uh, um, uh, Jamie Fox from um, oh, yeah. from uh, Spider Man, <laughs> just with like the way oh, he has right. like the the hood up and everything. Yeah, and the big yeah, it looks like he came from a, a video shoot. A yeah. music video shoot. Um, so they show up, they kill Nick's dad. Nick runs away. Then, then the credit sequence in which they explain the entire concept of the film. In a crow type way with yeah. some people. Yes. Okay. So uh, Dakota Fanning tells us, <laughs> D- Dakota Fanning believes that when some people die. Well, well, right. And she's like, you know, we're all special and they, they want us to die. You know, it's like, well, everyone does. Yeah. So, What's your hang up? <laughs> So, okay. So, yeah, the Nazis started trying to turn um, people with psychic powers into weapons. And then afterwards, uh, after World War II, (laughs) different countries set up divisions all over the world to continue the research. Uh, They experimented on kids. Most people die when they try to inject them with a serum that will enhance their natural abilities. Why not just try and enhance their natural abilities through, like, practice? Because right. it seems Why that's a building? thing. Because Chris Evans isn't like, good because he doesn't practice much, they say. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why there isn't a Harry Potter kind of school for these people. Yeah. And, like, you're a mover. You're a shaker. You're a... <laughs> you're a good time <laughs> gal. You're a wheeler. wheeler. I'm, uh, I'm, with, yeah. I'm with you guys on seven being too many. <laughs> but you're right. There was no like X mansion type, you know, school for the gifted type vibe. Yeah. They had to yeah. be hunted down. And then taken and, uh, into custody oh. and by, by the division. Um, so Al, what well, are the seven? And everybody's in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. Um, the seven are, uh, so the watchers with the future site. Um, 
movers with the telekinesis, mm-hmm. um, pushers, uh, telemorphs. I guess. <laughs> Sounds like um, an they tried to sell. Yeah. yeah. Te- telemarketers. No, that's not one of them. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, watchers, movers, pushers, sniffs, shifters, shadows, and bleeders. And stitches. Stitches. The, the healing. Oh, stitches. Yeah, I missed that one. There were eight then. Okay. So the stitcher thing, uh, not to get too deep into this, but it makes me think like a pusher. Is there a puller? Is there somebody who can like take your thoughts out of your mind? Hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, and apparently Maybe it would have been explored in movie two. And I get the, you know, I get the the vague like touching an object someone else touched, but like they really presented it as if it was the life of a mug, like from the mug's point of view. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it had a mug eye cam, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it would see people picking up the mug and sipping. <laughs> Nick did it over and over. It's like he can see that cup's past. Um. Yeah. All right. So yeah, she tells us all about all of this. Then we cut to a lab. A girl strapped to a bed is injected while Agent Carver watches. She dies, comes back to life, and then runs away, making her escape with the help of a very special marble. Um. Why would you have a character with an ER name when you have like eight? You know, like pusher, uh, watcher. It's like, what does Carver do? It took me a minute. I'm not just making the joke. Oh, yeah. It would say Carver before we knew he was Carver. And I was like, what is a Carver? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, that w- Supposedly, that was just his name. Right. But Josh is, was saying right. he yeah. found it. But yeah, it does. It does sound like a Bradley. Name. Bradley yeah. You know? Right. Or you find him, you know, a name like, well, striker is in the ER. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> odd choice, confusing choice. He's a forward or a striker or a defender. Yeah. <laughs> Tight end. What a, a bottom. <laughs> the blind side. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, and the, okay. So the one <clears throat> lady drops the marble and it rolls all down the hall and keeps the door open so that this girl can escape. And that, yeah, yeah, a mover is doing that, right? Presumably, and we, well, and so, a, a watcher because we find out later on that that's Dakota Fanning's mother. Yeah, that's right. So I thought she was working with someone else because, right, that was my thought. Was like that's clearly Dakota Fanning's mom. There's somebody else who's pushing the marble that she dropped. It seems I just like thought it, it was yeah. mom, but you're right. Mom was a yeah. watcher, but it was implied she was super powerful. It was also implied she was behind almost all of this and they just abandoned her. We never see her or anything well, like at, that. No, at the end, they're like, are we going to trade this for your mom? And she's like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, <laughs> come watch. But that's what sequel. I mean. Yeah. Obvious. So, okay. But in this movie, they don't pay that off at all, no. even though they imply it. Yeah, exactly. Your mother's proud. And then at the end of the movie, we're like, who is proud? <laughs> we, we never saw them um, alright so uh, Carver tells his flunky that they have to go find her <laughs> because she's you know she's extra special with the injection stuff um, then we cut to Nick he's all grown up he's in Hong Kong but did you catch the time stamp I guess it said two days from now right oh, so this is did, the yeah. future <laughs> it's so weird like right, and it could have been a clever device, but that's the only time they do that. Yeah, so we're trapped in a time loop where that girl is just dying on the table, basically. That's yeah, yeah, and oh shit, go ahead. Sorry, I lost my thought. All right, so um, 
Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The future is always changing for everyone. <laughs> yeah. With every decision we make. Yes. Just like them. So again, not super. Yeah, well, I know, but like their their ability to see that it like what the effects of it changing. That's their power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's how the future works. Yeah, it is. Um so all right, Nick is very bad at gambling. Um uh, okay, another thing I thought they were going to use, like Brian's tag about the letters. I thought maybe he would use the die for the random. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And instead he's like, well, we need to generate these random blah, blah, blah that you don't know about. And instead of rolling the, yeah, I don't know. Well, instead he, he plan- never instead he plans everything out very specifically. Right. It's not random. Not at all random. And then he just wipes his memory of it, but it's still planned out. Like, right. Yeah. I, I thought the dice would come back. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made sense thematically. Um, so, all right. He goes home. There's two division agents there. They're sniffs. So they smell things and then can see what that thing, what happened around that object that they can smell. Oh, it is smell based. They, they I mean, were, that makes sense with the name, but yeah, I thought they could just. No, they were literally I, sniffing things, like holding. I it thought to it was nose. like uh, sensory. It was every sense. So them touching mm. it because we see uh, I it was later true. on the bead. They're just like holding it and like rolling it in their fingers. That's, also, that's true. But the one dude from from the yellow jacket was literally sniffing everything. It was weirdly creepy. Yeah, yeah I think he was just a creep. And those beads were very popular. They're they're from China. Those little magnetic beads that had quite a mm-hmm. to them because yeah. there's a, a shot of somebody wearing um, the bracelet of them. Yeah, but, yeah, they were very popular at that time. Yeah, yeah I remember those. Um, so, all right, uh, they ask him about a girl. He says he hasn't seen her. They leave. He gets a phone call immediately. It's a teenage girl named Cassie. She's outside the door. She comes in. She tells him she's a watcher. She's seen that they can find $6 million in a case if they work together. Um, she draws the future she sees in her notebook. Yeah. And his problem essentially is like, you know, why are you here? She explains her powers. He explains his. But right off the bat, I would have been like, this door needs to stay open and your 13-year-old self needs to get outside. Yeah. It's like, that should have been the first complaint. Who Who are you, kid? Well, and this, this <laughs> them running into each other and the division people coming into the apartment made me realize that this is going to be a movie about Americans in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it was really cool to have Hong Kong as the backdrop and almost like a character in the movie. They, they did so, a really yeah. good job of choosing the place and, and portraying it. Never been to Hong Kong, but it, it felt it felt real. The fish market yeah. scene was badass. Like I said, it seemed yeah. like that was like some really contemporary type kung fu type movies. Yeah, yeah, like the ones I mentioned. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it it was. Um, yeah. Oh, that's it. So the division is this clandestine organization who pretty much does whatever they want. They obviously capture these people. They tell Nick that they've been looking for him for 10 years or X amount of years. And then they bounce. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you better stay here. Yeah. Well, well, we're also told earlier in the movie or later on in the movie. I don't know. It was a few days after now. Um, mm-hmm. 
that uh, only one person has ever escaped from the division. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but fucking Nick did. Right? Yeah. They were Maybe he wasn't like in the he division. in the facility, yeah. But, like he escaped from them. This girl <laughs> is clearly on the lam from the division. Like this dude who used to work for the division is now no longer with d- the division. That shit is with the Department of Motor Vehicles. The division, division, like, I got the idea that the division was like rounding them up so they couldn't be out in the world, but like, they're clearly just. There's a lot of these people that they're just like, hey, (laughs) we're the division and we're going to leave you alone after we're weird to you. (laughs) We're the division and we're going to rock your socks off. (laughs) We're just going to take some blood samples and you can just be on your way. Right. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. It got, it was weird. It was weird and inconsistent. A lot yeah, of things very, were. Very. Um, so and uh, I don't think it was cut down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe some things were edited because sure. like you said, they wanted us, they wanted to establish a universe, but well, I think this is, this is what they made. I don't think it was then chopped up. Yeah, no, no. I don't think it probably made a lot more sense in the script. I think this, this is, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just script needed some tightening up. It needed something. It, this is all script problems. The filmmaking itself is pretty, pretty solid. It was a, um, a cool looking movie throughout. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so, all right. Should... And we would have bought whatever they were selling if it was less confusing. Yeah. Like, okay. Powers. These are the groups that have powers, you know, but it was all very convoluted. It was confusing and complex and the plot was confusing and complex. The world was confusing and complex. Um, yeah. And it's not like that. Yeah, kind they, of- they, oh, I was just going to say they missed a lot of opportunities to have these oppositional powers interacting with each other. It was very yeah. much like the watcher versus the watcher girl. Yeah. And well, the yeah. pusher versus the pusher was, and the mover versus the mover. Yeah, it was very little that we saw like the mover versus like the mover versus the bleeders. That was kind of cool because he like pushed yeah. them and then like, yeah. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, you know, you know, that's what they're going to do. This like sonic scream. So why not move something really fast and knock them out? Yeah. Just hit yeah. him in the face with something. And did anyone, his powers yeah. his mouth. Did anyone else like keep wanting to? I kept thinking of Chris Evans as a pusher because he would literally push. He'd make the push motion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was also I, that a lot. I think that is the single most confusing aspect of this movie being called push and pushers being thought pushers or stitches. Yeah. We see her and she heals them. We're like, Oh, right on. And then we see her and it's the opposite. Yeah. So it's like, they need a better name. I wish they'd had a scene with uh, two people sniffing each other. I've got a movie for you. Hotel for dogs. I was thinking human centipede. Another movie where they just straight up tell you what it's going to be about. Yeah, I'm a gulper. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that is, but see, everyone got grossed out. Yeah, I definitely don't want to be the pooper in that movie. No. All right. So, <laughs> but in, it's better to be the pooper, pooper than the gulper. Um, all right, all right. So Cassie gets a vision that there are bleeders in the market. They're confronted by a group of Asian mafia guys, Hong Kong mafia. Um, they flee. The mafia guys have a watcher who is uh, the pop girl who's able to follow them. Um, 
Nick is able to Oh, get, Pop Girl was cool. She was a cool character. I liked her. I mean, we talked about the actor the actor herself, but yeah. Yeah. Cool character. Yeah, it was. Um so yeah, Nick gets Cassie to run and get to safety. They have bleeders that almost kill Nick, but um Pop Girl tells them not to kill him or they'll never find the girl thereafter. Then they just leave, I guess, or take him. Yep, there, a lot take, of people just leave. There's a lot of people just leaving. Yes. Just absolutely. leaving. They're done there. Yeah. yeah. They do a thing and then like, okay, bye. We found you, Nick. Peace out. Like, yeah, my what? power is not tying up loose ends. Not at all. And every, yeah. like every bad guy at some point just leaves Nick. <laughs> where yeah. he is. Yeah. Yes. After trying just leaves him. so hard to find him. At the dim sum restaurant. Well, yeah. They don't try to prank him or anything. We're led to assume that they can just kill people willy nilly because they are super clandestine and no mm-hmm. one, there's no re- repercussions for any of this. Right. So why not yeah. like knock them out and shackle them or something? But no, they're like, we'll be back. Why you not search for 10 years? You know, boots on them and toss them in the bay. There's that too. Yeah, there's yeah, all you sorts know? of things they could just do. Kill the guy. You know, the girl's going to come looking for him, put somebody in the apartment. Well, I was really Boom. confused why the mafia didn't take him captive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. Because I know but she says, I know. She, she says, we don't want to kill him because then we'll find the girl. Okay, I get that. So, but you're not going to follow him. You're not going to keep an eye on him. You're not bugging him. You're not taking him captive. You're just letting him go and you don't know where he is again. Yeah. They because just wanted to let him know that he was being followed. Yeah. No, we're keeping an eye on you. It's like, so? Um, th- they totally could have easily written a scene where Dakota Fanning has to rescue him. Not just find him help like she did, but like jailbreak type shit. She didn't even yeah. find him help. Help just happened to be there at the same moment That's she true. arrived. Lilo and Stitch just showed up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. All right. So, Cassie... Sh- Let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. So then we follow up with the girl who escaped from the lab. She wakes up on a docked boat with an old dude smoking a pipe. She, who the, is the mind wipe guy? He's the mind wipe guy. It wasn't until the second time watching this through that yeah. I figured out what happened. It was really confusing. Well, and then it's like Kira, it turns out they've reversed that, but you know, that she pushed certain thoughts into Nick's head and that she was kind of working. No, 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 no. All of that was not true. It turns out. (laughs) Right. Okay. So she was being pushed as well. He was pushing those thoughts of her pushing into Nick. But was she a part of it all along? No. He just said they were partners and stuff. That was was him pushing that into her mind. Okay. I mean, I like, I got that, but then I thought it was, yeah, okay. I thought she was still I, in on it. It wasn't clear that she wasn't to me. I just don't understand why her thoughts, why her memories were erased upon arrival to Hong Kong. And only yeah. some. Yeah. And then it was low-key revealed that they had a past. I, you know, we, we don't know if it was a real past, but like, well, no, no, I didn't we, know they knew each other. I know Nick was written on the um, mirror. Right. But, well, no, no. Well, it, um, it, it, we know the very last scene of the movie that, that it's they true. The last scene yeah. proves that it's true that they did know each other. Right. Photoshop, but you know. <laughs> yeah, really badly Photoshop. Clearly not so power. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, um, yeah. Not so she, there's the words 4,100 and Nick. She wrote those on the mirror. Um, then Cassie finds Nick in the back of what is this place? Like massage parlor music venue. <laughs> 
place. Yeah, set up um, like medical tent situation. Yeah, I don't know what this place is, but um, so there's a woman there who's a stitch who tells Cassie that she was sent by her mother who's in the hands of the division. The woman heals Nick's wounds, then then leaves as mysteriously as she arrived. Uh, Nick wakes up. Cassie gives him a flower she found. Nick realizes this is what his dad was telling him about. She tells Nick... (laughs) (laughs) That's what me, Cass. Why didn't you show up with a fucking flower in the first place? Why did it take this long? Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't that the first scene? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like when he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you in my apartment?" Blah blah blah. She just takes out and hands it to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been more awkward for Dad to say, like, when some random thirteen-year-old shows up at your apartment, help her. He didn't say where she was going to be anywhere. It was. I know. I know. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that if that if his Dad had said that, yeah. it would have been like. And he would have been helping every random 13-year-old that shows up <laughs> for, the, for 10 years. All right, yeah. He's tutoring. In the no, I just don't understand why uh, Dakota Fanning didn't show up with a flower. Yeah, yeah. In, in the, the very first scene. It would have made more sense from a narrative yeah. standpoint. Cause, well, because clearly yeah, I mean, I was right. Chris, Evans, that much. Chris Evans' father was working with Dakota Fanning's mother, and yeah. she had told him Right. At some point, someone's going to come to your kid with a flower. Don't you think she would have told her daughter, like, bring a flower when you go meet this guy? Just save yourself a See, lot of that, trouble. That actually <laughs> didn't even occur to me that until you just said it right now that their parents probably knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And he's one of the people who didn't escape the division, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Mm. There's a missed opportunity to trim the fat in this story a little bit. Yeah. Even um, though their first interaction was really cute and really funny and she paid for food and all that stuff. I felt like yeah. there was an idea. There was, again, I felt like it was implied that her mother maybe even had multiple powers, unlike most it people. It seemed like maybe she because did. Because yeah. people with different powers knew her and worked for her. You know, the, the guy at the very end, even like your mother would be proud. Like, so... Yeah. But, so yeah, no, that's actually kind of a missed opportunity. Like, like she's the most powerful watcher. What if like she had been like she's the only one who has all the powers or something? Yeah, yeah. Like the holy grail of this kind of psychic world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been what they were getting into. Instead of her being able to have someone else move the marble, she could see the future. She, and doing it. she could push. She pushed it into Cassie's mind to um, give the flower, yeah. which she set up years before. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, she tells Nick that her mom's the greatest watcher that ever lived. Now that she's seen the sniffs <laughs> from his apartment, we'll get the um the uh, girl and the case. He realizes there's no money in the case. She tells him that she's foreseen that they're going to die. So the sniffs yeah. the sniffs find the girl, take her captive, but she convinces one of one of them that the other sniff murdered his non-existent brother. So the one kills the other guy and she escapes taking their car. And doesn't he go like, I don't have a sister. <laughs> yeah. That was a joke. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Weird. I thought that was, that was a really cool play into the, the pushing power though was him. Yeah. I don't think he was joking about not having a sister. I think that he was like, wait, 
I don't yes. have a sister. I think he was still confused. It was still wearing yeah. off. I, th- the I think, cloud. yeah, I think he has a sister, but he was unclear as to whether or not he that was pushed or not. Like, like, do I have a sister? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It was a it was a good um, show of the powers. Yeah. 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 The fog that remains after you've had someone doing that to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it showed the telepathy aspect and then it showed the mind control aspect, which was interesting. You know, he pulled the gun up and such. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, all right. Uh, then Agent Carver picks up the surviving sniff, pushes him to kill himself. <laughs> That's a Dr. Seuss book, right? The surviving sniff. <laughs> 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 um, pushes him to kill himself. Gives out a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of beads. <laughs> Show me your tits. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, from a necklace to the underworld to try and find the girl. Uh, Nick and Cassie go to a club. They meet Nick's friends. Nick's friend Cliff. He's a shifter who used to work for the division, so he can he can make physical objects look like yeah. something else. So I have a question about the beads. Yeah. Why did they need to be beads? What if she hadn't dropped a necklace? Couldn't they have just been like, I don't know, smell this toilet stall? Everybody needs to get down here and smell <laughs> the air <laughs> in this room. Yeah, I mean. Smell the sniffer's suit because he tussled with her. Yeah. Instead, we got a bag oh. of like beads, you know. Right. I mean, These I, little weird beads. I think it's just yeah. uh, a handy way <laughs> to make it yeah. happen. But well, I mean, I, I could have seen them taking his jacket after he made him kill himself, being like, make people smell pieces of this. The beads were just, it's felt very much like I have a raging clue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stupid little step along the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, then it's confusing when they go, we might have passed it, when they go to meet um, Ming. What is her character? Uh, Emily. The- Emily. That's actually, yeah, that's that's next. After, um, after the eclipse sends them to Emily, who is a oh. sniff who can uh, help them. Okay, before that, I had a question. When he gives them a credit card that he tricked, it, what happens when they run it? <laughs> and they're away from him and it no longer, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot about that power that's unclear. <laughs> like, Okay, so the next scene, she draws the time and the painting behind her. And did anyone else feel like something intense was going to happen at 48? Right. Yeah. They keep tensely showing the clock back, back, back. Well, yeah. I thought the bead was gonna like shoot through her or something. Well, I thought like I thought she was in danger. People were gonna like bust in. Like I really thought right. that's what they were leading it up to be. So, yeah. so a minute passed and she changed her mind. That's all that happened. So but so I feel like they were just I Was think, she bluffing? I think one possibility because they talked about yeah. how he used to con people and she was conning she was trying to con him. So I think they were using their conning powers more than just their psychic powers. I think they were just conning yeah. her, but it was unclear. Yeah. That wouldn't mean, you know, yeah, it was very unclear. Uh, the, uh, suddenly nothing happened and it was odd. Like, okay. Yeah. I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, she sniffs one of the beads, tells them to go to the pier, <laughs> the pier one down at pier 42. <laughs> <laughs> By a basket. Yeah. Um, to find the girl uh, they go there they find her she instantly shoots at Nick she's Kira Nick's ex um, they leave together she tells Nick that she had her recent memories wiped so she can't be tracked by the division um, she knows Nick um, will help her find the case uh, Cassie 
though, now sees her mom dying and wants to ditch Kira. Nick tells her they'll get a shadow to help them. So a shadow can block people from seeing them, right? <clears throat> Only a sniffer, yeah. though. Yeah, they block the sniffer's powers. But yeah. not a watcher's powers. Yeah. Which, to me, they, would have been really cool if they had affected both. Yeah. Like, yeah. making the watcher realize, like, oh, dude, I can't see these people anymore. They're clearly using a shadow. Right. Yeah. Or, or the you know, Exactly. Yeah. That would have made more sense than, like, well, I, you know, I only work so so well against a, a sniffer. And then if they have a watcher, like, I don't know. There wasn't enough. Everything's – I wanted more asynchronous balance. Yeah. But yeah. there still wasn't – There, there was too much – Async like too to too much power in being a watcher or a pusher. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah, you're right. It was not evenly distributed. It would have it would have yeah. been really nice to just see the powers go against each other a lot more. Yeah. 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 In, in more it, interesting ways, I think. And it wasn't an age thing. It wasn't like as you grew your powers got more powerful. Because yeah. Cassie seemed powerful enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, all right. So, uh, they pick up Pinky, a shadow, then they hole up in a hotel room. Um, <laughs> Pinky in the shadow. <laughs> um, while Kira cleans up, Nick tells the others that he met Kira on Coney Island. Nick and Kira hook up in the bathroom while Pinky gives them space and Cassie goes to get some booze and get drunk. In the street, she sees Pop Girl. Pop Girl tells her she's seen how Cassie dies. Something to do with the tiger. Um, yeah. <laughs> so stay away from the zoo. Well, and that was that was not a payoff either because it was on a label yeah. or something, yeah. right? And, you know, so okay, that's a premonition. But like, it would have been cool if the tiger was cooler. Didn't yeah. even have to be a live tiger, but like, oh, a label. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cassie comes back, tells them about the, um, pop girl and they decide to split up and run. They sleep, but Cassie wakes up with a vision. The mafia guys arrive at the hotel, but everyone's already left. Pinky, <laughs> Pinky and Cassie head off to get the, I'm sorry, Pinky and Kira head off together. Um, as does Cassie and Nick. <clears throat> so, uh, Nick decides he's just going to go kill Carver now. <laughs> That's just yeah, what he's going to go. Just occurred to him. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I should kill the bad guy <laughs> right now. It's I'm figuring that out. And uh, he doesn't seem powerful. Not especially. I mean, he, he he's a good, no. I wasn't saying that seriously. That's Evans's inner. But like, I'm going to go take care of Carver. Yeah, I bet he's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, he calls Emily and has her track Carver, which is super easy, <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> finds him at a restaurant. Nick goes there, confronts Carver with his floaty guns. <laughs> yeah, it was like then they kept. It reminded me of like old, Invisible Man, like guns on a string thing. Right, yeah, very much string bound. Yeah, floating well, objects. I feel like I was if I was sitting in a restaurant, I would see two guns coming from kind of further away, even if they're above me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like if a bird was in a restaurant, you fucking notice. Yeah. You'd catch it out of the corner <laughs> of your eye. Yeah. Like, oh, what are the, oh, those are floating guns. Yeah, of course. I love this dim sum restaurant. <laughs> um, Carver tells Nick that Kira is going to die without an injection due to the drug she was given. Nick gets in a telekinetic fight with Jackson, uh, Carver's Carver's sidekick, who kicks uh, Jackson kicks Nick's ass. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Carver goes outside, finds Cassie, the super cash about everything. <laughs> this right. Whole, like all, this whole interaction. Um, Cassie reminds Carver that if Nick dies, it will change the future. So Carver tells Jackson to let Nick go and they just leave, leaving right. Nick and Cassie there. If I was the division, when I had these people like under anesthesia or whatever, and I'm, I don't know, I would have stuck microchips in these people if yeah, they were so right. important. Yeah. Like you could, yeah. They had them for dogs and pets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so Cassie follows him there, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's why she's outside. She's clearly, she knows that Carver is coming outside. And she yeah. has a plan for when he comes outside. I just, none of this shit makes sense. I, I see the, the, the pieces in the row, but I'm like, that, yeah, none of it's interesting. None of it builds anything. Well, if you kill him, you won't get the girl. Like what? Well, right. yeah. And it's all very like, none of it <clears throat> feels organic. It feels like they're placing the piece. Very yeah. contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Carver just took Cassie at her word. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Oh, I, I, whatever you say, little girl. <laughs> right. And if they didn't well, want how, did, how didn't he push her into, like, go home to your mother? Right? Why isn't he or, doing that? Or kill yeah. Nick. Or kill Nick. They don't need Nick. I know he was the lone hero, but Kira's now off with Pinky. They don't really need Nick. Well, no, no, no. But again, if they had tracking devices, they wouldn't need anybody. Well, no, no, because he could have pushed Nick. He could have pushed her to tell Nick, oh, the future says that we have to go to X location once we find the girl. Right. Yeah. Because he could push Kira through, like, obviously anything. He he was so powerful. You're right. He could have done that. Just like, there should have been all cat and mouse shit. And Nick should have been like, wait, this is, this doesn't clock with your original. Where are your drawings of this? Why are we here? Yeah. Where are your drawings? You didn't draw this. Yeah. You didn't draw this compelling scene. Yeah. And then start to be like, this is fishy because you didn't see it come. Yeah. I bet it's Carver. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, no stakes. Yeah. Getting a suitcase ultimately. Yeah. Oh my, no, no, that, and that suitcase is the, the, um, most MacGuffin-y MacGuffin that ever MacGuffined. Right. Well, right. Cause it's not pointless. It's just disappointing. I mean, they, they, that's what they've been looking for all the time. So yeah. it wasn't just an object meant to lead you. Yeah. What a lame payoff. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, and the scene with the locker, the locker key. I mean, oh, get yeah. shorty's one. I remember, but it's been yeah. used so many times. So much. Um, so, all right. She tells Nick that there's a drug in the cage in the case, the one that gives um, that gave her extra. Oh, I'm sorry. So everybody goes. Wait, wait. Yeah. Um, they all leave. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure this movie out myself. Everybody I, goes wild because yeah. it's spring break. Okay. So Nick, Nick, and Cassie, they go and find Pinky. And Kira, they've hooked up with Cliff at this point. Kira's sick. She tells Nick that there's a drug in the case. The one that gave her her extra powers. I guess she has extra powers. Does she? Like, I don't know. Or it's an antidote, right? Because no, she's no. turning to ooze. From no. her they call it a psychic steroid. Do and, they? But, but she has to keep taking it, I guess, to 
Yeah, to stay alive? Yeah. Yeah, and since 1945, she's the only one they've seen react this way. That was able they don't to really tell us why. Well, and, well they- and her powers are really not that great compared to, uh, what's his name? Carver? Yeah. Carver. Like, like it, this didn't seem to give her super extra great pushing powers. Like No, well, he was able to... His her. pupils expand to fill all of the whites of his eyes. I assume that's because he has darker pupils that they her, did that for that visual hers effect. Hers would dilate as well. They, but they, but would, they didn't fill the entire white to her no. eyes. Yeah, so right. he seems right. like he has more power. I mean, just as a visual mm-hmm. yeah. cue. Yeah. That you would think totally. that like this, this girl who is, you know, young and undeveloped power wise taking this thing, all of a sudden she's going to have very, you know, it's going to fill her entire eyeball or something. You're right. Show us that she has an she's immense increased. level of power. Yeah. You're right. They didn't try to do that at all. And she could push so thoughts easy. into a city block instead of what she had six dudes at one point. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Like, the difference between that X is the and one. Uh, Jean Grey kind ha- of thing. Having, yeah. the, having the six dudes at the end is the one and only time they showed her having any amount of power that seemed outside of the norm. Yeah. And even that's not that much. Yeah. I mean, realistically, she should have been like pushing thoughts into the entire gang. Well, and they also implied that she was like almost a Jason Bourne level, like um, uh, hand to hand combat, such thing. And then they realized she wasn't working for the division. But that would make sense if she was like, oh, she was trained like a badass soldier. He tells her she does. But in reality, the actual scene in the bathroom, she just got lucky and hit him a bunch with the with the sign. Yeah. Right, but she even has a flashback of like, how did I, how was I able to fight so well? well? Well, watching it through the second time, the flashback was slightly different. It showed her doing moves, where in the original scene, she actually wasn't doing like oh. cool moves. Okay. So that was okay. him pushing it into her brain. Right. Okay. But again, really confusing. Yes, yeah. confusing. That's all. Um. So, all right. Uh, Cassie finds a key in her shoe. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> They go to Emily to find what the key opens. Intrigue. Yes. Emily says the key is being, the uh, place the the key is for is Emily's, being shadowed. Emily says this key smells like foot. Right. Right. Yeah. Do we know right. where the key came from? I think at this point I was like. I assume. She stashed it for herself, right? Why was the mirror written on if it wasn't her? I don't. For, no, no. She wrote. She wrote it on the mirror herself, so she'd remember it was it written twice mind. on the no, no. Oh, so she it was wrote, like a memento thing. She wrote Nick twice, yes, it was like a memento thing. She wrote Nick to see that the handwriting matched, that it was right. her own wonder, handwriting. So, yeah. I wonder when she wrote that. It was right before her memory got wiped. She wrote it twice, no, <laughs> no, no. I know we saw her writing it. Again, I thought she was doing it to match her own handwriting yes. to see it was her yeah. that yes. wrote it. Yes, but it was written twice before. No, when no. she looks into the mirror. It was written once before. When she wrote it, when we saw her writing it, that was the second time. Okay. I'm pretty I sure. I thought I saw three, but I don't have the best eyes. I think. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure it was twice. I, I think it was I'm just pretty sure it was twice. Nick. And she wrote the third time. Oh. I thought it was right double. Up. Four crusties. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So. Um, they figure out it's in a specific building that's being shadowed. Um, <laughs> like the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the mafia watcher, the pop girl asks the stitch for help. Um, 
Nick comes up with a plan to write letters to themselves and wipe his memory so they can't be tracked by Pop Girl. Um, then at this point, I don't even know who is chasing them for what reason. I don't either. And obviously, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so forget the writing on the mirror, um, other than she's reminding herself she has the locker number. So is that something someone told her? Or when did she get the time to put that case Wait, in the locker? 4100 is the locker number? Yes. Yes. Shit. And it's on the key that was taped over. Yeah. So, the, my, well, As if, if you were looking for this key, you would pick it up, and because there's tape over it and there's no number, but it was hidden in a sheet, you'd be like, fuck, this is just an everyday key. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot that 4100 was the number by the time they got to the key and the locker well, aspect. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I thought 4100 was like the block in Hong Kong that he lived in. Because right. Nick and Hong Kong, there's got to be more than one American oh. Nick in Hong Kong. Well, you know what's people. great? He lives on Fifth Street, as if five th <laughs> is something that exists right. in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. In Cantonese or oh, Mandarin. Oh right. man, Fifth Street. <laughs> well, I, okay. So what? My my number one unanswered question is about the locker, but I don't want to. I'll save it for the unanswered <laughs> question section. Yeah, we're close. We're close. Um. So all right. So uh, they they. So they go, they switch out the case and syringe for another case. Were there two fake cases or just yes. what? There were two, you switch two fake out? black cases. You're the oh, one no, 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 no. They took just the syringe out and put it into the locker, right? And then faked a syringe in the same case. They did? Because later, because at the end, he finds the case with the syringe in it inside a trash can. Oh, it was in the case at the end. I just, but yeah. So maybe they bought two? another black case and then there was the red case. I thought there the was original two. black case. This was, there was all two fake ones. very confusing. And you're the yeah. one with the key. So why not put it back? At, you know, you don't have to put a fake one in there. You're the one with the key. So if Carver shows up and he's going to blow it up anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just odd. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody needed to diagram this plot. It, better and i know he doesn't filming blow this it up but he could have got a, gotten around the key by doing that well yeah and i know this whole thing was supposed know. to be like a heisty oceans 11 z kind of thing where everything falls into place and clockwork and all of this but it was yeah. really difficult to follow and made no he, sense and i watched it, it twice didn't do that. For, <laughs> for it to be a shell game the way that they played it i really think that they needed to diagram like like a like a straight line through this timeline as to where things go right and how they're going to show it and visualize it i think they just hit the storyboard they're like this will look cool man yeah, really but cool. how how rad would it have been if every of the players on Nick's side had a case? Like it yeah. would visually, it would visually look cool, and it would also tie into the rant. Like, oh, you can mess with watchers if it's random, if you're not thinking about it and stuff. Yeah. So, and they just so many random cases. Yeah. yeah, and they're switching them off to each, each other. Yeah, that would have been, been sus- uh, suspenseful and and look thrilling. cool on screen. It would look yeah. so cool on screen, walking past each other. And then the other person has the case. Yeah. Could have done a lot of things that wouldn't have changed anything or made it more expensive. Yeah. Everybody gets a hotel room and they put it in a hotel room or in a locker. Right. Or a different yeah. hotel room at different hotels. Yeah. Which is why anyway, the dice yeah, would have that, been interesting. Cause you don't even, yeah. you're not holding an envelope or anything. Yeah. You, you roll for your, your suitcase. Yeah. Right. That for your suitcase number. 
Yeah. You what? I said that would require a dungeon master to tell you what you, <laughs> what happens when you roll the dice. Yeah. Exactly. And There's we all dark know, elf in here. We all know dungeon masters don't exist in this universe. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all right. They the Yes, they do. They're called masters. <laughs> yeah. Just add an ER. So all right. To the power of improv. <laughs> and silly voices. That's a weird pro- power. Uh, so Pinky gives. Yeah, they're like yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pinky gives Cassie to Carver. This is part of the plan, and Nick uses that money that Carver gave to Pinky to get his memory wiped of the last two hours, and he also has an envelope for the wiper. <laughs> <laughs> and why is she suddenly a bargaining chip? Like you said, Carver left her on the sidewalk. No, no, no. Wait, no, I'm sorry. He didn't give Cassie. He gives no, Kira. Oh, Cassie, Kira. Kira. I Kira, yeah, Kira. He gives My, Kira. Bad. My um, bad. So Cliff goes to the top of the shadowed building, finds a case in the locker. He takes it back to Cassie, who takes it and goes and hides per her instructions. Nick reads his instructions. He goes home to where the stitch is, and there's a case there. Um, she does something to Nick that makes him all painful, then gives that case to the mafia. Then Nick gets the drop on her with his floating guns. The mafia takes the case, realizes it's a fake one. Um, pop girl calls Cassie who goes and finds Nick. They head to where Kira (laughs) is being held by Carver. Carver tells Kira that she's a division agent. He does the push thing on her. To make her think that she never knew Nick. Um, Nick and Cassie. And not just that she never knew Nick, but that she was pushing Nick. He made her think that too. Yeah, and that they, yeah, exactly. And that she was his partner all along. Yep. Um, So, uh, let's see. Nick and Cassie split up. Pop Girl finds Cassie in the back room of a restaurant. This movie has a lot of people wandering into buildings they have no business being in and going into like back rooms. Yes. Could you imagine just wandering into a restaurant and going into their kitchen mm-hmm. without? Yeah. Or like you said um, earlier, there's a fish market, but then yet there's also this sort of like cold storage unit. Then there's this little hospital bed situation. And then across the hall from that are some monks chanting yeah. well, and singing in a very well-decorated little uh, temple or whatever. It, you know, it's not yeah. and just a reminder, food court. each and every single one of these characters is a fish out of water. They are, mm. they stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. None of them yeah. are Hong Kongers. They're all American. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it seems like people that Nick deals with know that he has powers. Yeah. Sort of, you know, I mean, I know we saw them see the dice game, but it was implied like you can't be trusted, you motherfucker kind of thing. Yeah. Not yeah. just you owe us money. Uh, all right. So um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, so Pop Girl's going to kill Cassie, but then the wiper that Nick Page shows up and wipes her. <laughs> um, oh, like yeah. A wrestler. And he had those <laughs> long. Can't wipe herself. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she uses a rag on a stick. <laughs> and he had the like almost stereotypical gross like yeah you know, Chinese mystic Fu Manchu kind of uh, fingernails yeah it was kind of gross you know like Alec Baldwin had in the spirit <laughs> yes that's how you can tell they live in Asian or yeah the shadow yeah. sorry 
That's uh, what I meant earlier. So, all right. So Nick's, Nick calls Carver and makes a deal to trade the case for Kira. He shows up at the room where they are. Kira tells him they were never together. She tells him she pushed him into believing they had a relationship. They've never been to Coney Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, says, she says no one's ever been to Coney Island. For a second, I was like, no one? No one's ever been to Coney Island? A couple people. <laughs> It's uh, actually not her powers. She erased all of humanity's memory of Coney Island. Right. It's been abandoned am- ever since. The amusement park is named after the area of Brooklyn, not vice versa. So that's another, you know, everybody's like Coney Island is just a carousel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole neighborhood like Williamsburg. All right. All right. So um, Nick's phone rings. It's Cliff who tells Carver to let them leave and he'll tell Carver where the case is. So um, Carver takes Nick and Kira, heads to the construction site. Um, He gets the fake case. Mafia shows up. Big fight scene between everybody. In the end, all the Mafia guys die. Nick kills Jackson, the the sidekick to Carver, and tells Kira that what Carver told her about her being a division agent is a lie. Nick gets the syringe from Carver and injects himself, collapsing. Kira. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a big question coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask Al. But good. Kira right, go and Carver leave. Cassie arrives. Nick's fine. It was a fake syringe full of soy sauce. All right. So can you do that? That would kill you, right? I mean, how does that work? Does That's a lot of sodium. Ejecting, ejecting soy sauce directly into your vein can't be good for you. It can't be good. Yeah, that's a blast of sodium. I don't know. Al, what do you I've heard stories of people you're, injecting vodka directly into their veins. You're asking the wrong twin. That's a question from my sister. Mm. I, know, but the, I, the ER I, I trust your brain to spitball <laughs> based you on other things you know. Chemistry, not biology and uh, physiology. Fair enough. Well, exactly. Just to feel like a mother who can't pinpoint what the danger is, I'll just say that can't be good for you. No, do not yeah. inject soy sauce into your veins. <laughs> Anybody like saline, maybe bleach would be better. Like yeah. bleach right up, right up your butthole. It's yeah, good to go. Saline or even water. I mean, but if it no air bubbles with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people injecting stuff in movies is real. <laughs> people are real yeah, casual, like real casual yeah. with that shit uh, in movies. That's true. Just boink. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, they retrieve the real case from its hiding spot. They're not sure what they're <laughs> going to do with the serum, but they know everything's going to be just swell. Yeah. <laughs> from here on We're out. We're going to make it after all. Now that they are kind of right back where they were before. Um, all right. On the plane, there's a Kira opens the letter from Nick finds a picture of them at Coney Island together. She realizes she did know Nick, so she pushes Carver to kill himself. Roll credits. Um, yeah. She's had her purse with her the whole time. Don't you think those guys would have gone through it? <laughs> yeah, at least for some gum. Yeah. Um, and or just to look to see that she didn't have the syringe in her purse. And just you like know? with... What's her name um, in Wolverine and William Stryker? Like, if you could do something, why did you wait to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And all, yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so this movie, (laughs) 
<laughs> these. Okay. All I have are unanswered questions about this movie. This movie is one big unanswered question. All right. Do you have something we haven't talked about? So here's my number one thing. My list went through already. Here's my number one thing that twice through I couldn't even come up with a working hypothesis for. Who put that syringe in the case in the locker in the first place? Where did that even come from? And then how did Kira know that was the number and who taped the key? Well, I I assume she. I assume Kira did it. I assume okay. Kira wiped her memory of the key thing. Like that was the reason she was wiping her memory, so that she wouldn't know the locker and she wouldn't be able to give it away. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. But how? I assume she made screen, but when? How? delivered the thing, then had her mind wiped, and we are led to believe through oh, that makes storytelling that that's that how she knows wiped. the number Wait, yeah. but where ride. did that syringe come from she ran out of that hospital she stole it off the, the she stole it off the table that was the, her first thing that she stood up oh. grabbed it off the table and then ran out with it twice through i didn't notice See, that's that. weird yeah. they they were, i noticed it yeah but that was luck. why would you why would you be subtle about that but then have us follow a marble through the hallways of a hospital and have that mean nothing i don't know yeah That's, i didn't see her pick that up you're right that should yeah. have been more noticeable i watched this grabbed movie, it and then ran i watched yeah. this movie twice and didn't notice you think they would have had a like someone be like she's got the serum or something and how many uh, close-ups he, he of does die were there you know, oh, yeah. so, but what we can't tell, she picked up the syringe. That's not as obvious as close-ups of red dice being thrown. I, I watch everything with uh, subtitles on. Same. And, and uh, Carver at one point goes like, she also took the serum. Like, And I think it's the only oh. thing they have of it. It's the other sample. And I'm like, what the fuck have they been experimenting on? Do they make right. this one at a time? Yeah. Right. And Since- they like, lose the recipe every time? Since like 45 or 46. So I have yeah. to assume they're changing the serum all the time because it keeps killing them. So they keep trying to change it, I would guess. That would That's make sense. But, works, but Carver made yeah. it sound like, you know, we keep injecting them with this and no one can withstand it. But, but you're right. They <laughs> might. They were probably hopefully improving it. But, but they that don't also, say that. Yeah, that would also make no sense. For, for 70 years, we've been injecting people with the same thing and it kills them I every time. I wonder See, if I, we should keep doing I this. It's more obvious based on what they said. All right, go ahead. For a brief moment, I thought about the serum, and there's not a lot of like science happening. There's just like a medical facility mm-hmm. where they're right. where they're doing the uh, human like what they strap you to a bed yes. and they inject the stuff in you. There's not like we don't see like a laboratory where people are doing research, which made me make this giant leap um, that maybe this is from another level of a powered person who excretes like the ability to. Like maybe her mom to improve someone's powers, like by being within the area of them, you you buff their power. And the only character we know to be in captivity, quote, is the mom who we never yeah. end up seeing. Yeah, nobody else has been captured, even when Carver has a fucking opportunity. And secondly, wouldn't Kira and her level of powers be a useful super soldier already? Like she's yeah. She gets Carver to kill himself. So it's like, what are you injecting her with anyways? Most of these people, Chris Evans can move guns and make them fire. What are you adding to? Right? Yeah. 
Unless, like you said, Brian, the idea is to get them to um, combine powers, but they don't fucking tell us. But that would have made sense. Like they have Leech in the X Men. You know, he can drain yeah. their powers, so they have him locked away should they need him. So Mom is locked away should Carver need her, but he never needs her. He never. Yeah. No. Nothing. No. Um, the whole premise of the plot of this movie <laughs> is just makes no sense. We're dying. We're dying out, going into extinction. So we're dying, and we can change the future with every choice we make. Sounds pretty run-of-the-mill yeah, to me. Uh, and we all die. Nobody cares <laughs> yeah, that we're out cares. here. Nobody cares. The rest of the world... They just, yeah. they just check in on us every once in a while. They just do these regular welfare visits and then disappear. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Division <laughs> welfare checks. <laughs> all right, yeah. your apartment looks like, clean. We'll be back. Okay, so here's... Are a- you eating? Are you eating? <laughs> Is anyone abusing you? This okay. So here's another unanswered question. Um, in the beginning, in the voiceover, we're told that there are different divisions in different countries were created. Uh-huh. But yep. then through the rest of the movie, there's just the division, the one and yeah. only. And it's American, but this is all in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong is lawless, and the gangsters say at one point. I mean, I'm just making that as a movie assumption. We are the government here. Is what this gangster oh, said okay. to him. Yeah, so I maybe mean, that's why they're in Hong Kong because there's no government in Hong Kong. But but it made it seem like the division out Hong Kong. They said like they've been tracking Nick for all these years, so I think they showed up in Hong Kong. Well, yeah, looking the, for him. Yeah, the division. They make it seem like here. the division is like this one huge worldwide thing. But like, are there divisions in every country, or is this just the one oh. and only division? Yeah, it has to be based in Hong Kong because we didn't see Kira cross an ocean or fly anywhere. Oh, yeah. She's on a boat. She's on a boat, but she didn't come that, from the that, United States. That's where that guy lives that wiped right. her mind. Yeah, she, right. didn't, she didn't take a fishing boat from New York no. to Hong <laughs> right. Kong. Yeah, right. she didn't go to Coney so Island she, or what yeah, was... Yeah, that hospital place was in Hong Kong. Yeah, so they were experimenting on her there. They were Americans. It was the division. Yeah. How convoluted. But where were they flying back to at the end? Back to the States? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Washington. I'd assume. But maybe also, China. like, none of... Like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. So, how did, did... Was it the Japanese mafia that moved Nick? Because he was laying down in the fish market, like, injured... <laughs> And then mm-hmm. he's just in the back on that massage bed. Like, who put oh, him yeah. there? Who put him there? Yeah, not Cassie. No. Not the stitch. There's another group actively working against the Hong Kong gang. The syndicate? <laughs> yeah. maybe. Well, you did say Japanese mafia. Maybe there is a small Japanese, group of sorry. Japanese but, No, they look Hong Kong in mafia. Hong Kong. Hong Kong yeah, they looked, but they looked like Yakuza trope characters yeah you know did. it yeah. was oh, Hong yeah. Kong, but they, that was it was modeled after yeah. yeah i'm i'm guessing it was the the monks that were praying uh they just <laughs> i was gonna suggest that and <laughs> yeah brought that, in like oh this guy's dying let's take him to this they gently want to be place to die on a massage table it wasn't a doctor's examination table though uh um so all right what did the mafia like, how did they even get involved? I assume Pop Girls... Right, how did they know about the syringe and why do they want that? What were they even after? They wanted the syringe. What well, were, like, just because it's valuable? And, ha- like, their yeah, involvement yeah, was yeah, weird and confusing. 
it didn't work on anybody. I mean, if it had been like yes. gangbusters, it worked. Oh my God, we finally got the serum correct. Right. And then the Hong Kong gang heard about it. They're like, oh shit, we can well, we can pump up these screaming dudes. So Wait. Carver knows for 70 years, everyone has died from whatever, even if they've been improving it. Um, she doesn't die. Everyone's like, whoa. But Carver knows what the side effects to it are. And so, you know what I mean? Like, she's turning to ooze inside. She's slowly dying. Oh, wow. Okay. So this has never worked, but you know what happens when it works. And then, like you said, the mafia, if they knew about it, wouldn't they also know what happened? You know? Right. How how do you know a little bit about this? It's never worked. And how does Carver know that she has to keep injecting it to stay alive? Right. She's the only one. They would never have gotten to that point in an experiment if they all died. Wouldn't they have all just been after her more than the serum itself? Because they're right, convinced that, that anybody else that takes it is just going to die anyways. Yeah. It's the her The serum could have been derived from Cassie's mom. They could have done so much with the Cassie's mom character. It was annoying that she was a character and not. If yeah. Cassie's mom was super powerful and they were deriving the serum from her. Well, and we the, the one character description we got of her besides like her walking through the hospital or whatever was that she would she had stronger powers of watching when she was drunk. I, we didn't even mention oh, yeah. that Cassie got hammered. Yeah, that's right. They did have a child get drunk. Yeah, which which as somebody who drank at eleven, th- that shit cracked me up in this movie. I was like, right. oh. I've been that child wandering she, the streets of Mexico. Oh. She was drunk. obviously playing drunk, but at the same time, her eyes were pretty glassy. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, she did a really good. good job of yeah. that, and then passing out and being kind of aggravated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that was like all to, mirror, to mirror her mom's drinking to amp up her ability to see the future. Which right, you're right, but they didn't. Ugh. All right, so yeah. I, I have one last unanswered question. So, when building an actual skyscraper, this is a tall office building. This isn't this isn't someone's house. When building, oh no, an this actual, is going to be Venice again, is it? When building an actual skyscraper, do they really use scaffolding built from bamboo in Hong Kong? You style? can, you totally can. But, I mean, we used to use scaffolding made out of wood. And you just build it and move it. It's easy to move and tie. But I mean, yeah, but I'm with the Like it's also very light, so it blows in the wind a lot more. Like in, I don't know, in twenty stories up. Yeah, in 2009, <laughs> 20 stories up. I have a feeling they're going to be using like 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 metal. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Well, but they they were building. They were up high on a skyscraper and and building up around the elevator shaft. Is what I oh, assumed. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So so they were they were moving scaffolding to do piping. And, that kind of thing. I love that. I, I suspended my disbelief on that a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, you know, we used to use wood to do this. It's just old yeah. fashioned. I, I love that Pop Girl draws a picture of the skyline and she's like, he's there. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the a city? It's like okay, Kira having Nick written in lipstick on a mirror. Oh, yeah, let's go to Hong Kong. I'm going to go find Nick in this locker. That's not a, yeah. that's not a um, permanent locker. Like, it's been brought up to that construction yeah. site for the contractors yeah. to put their lunch and shit in. It's not, it's like not a, a bus station. Yeah. It's not a train station. Lucky that those lockers were there for that short amount of time. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. 
Jesus. Yeah. On one random floor. I mean, if you brought them up, that's what they'd be used for. Mm -hmm. In construction. So weird. It's where you keep your normal shoes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or your phone or any shit like that. You know, you can't shit in your pockets when you. Yeah. Anyway. So. All right. Um. Are you guys, I think we've kind of <laughs> picked this nit to death. Are you guys ready to rank it? Sure. It might be a tough ranking because like we all said, we didn't hate it. There were things to look at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, all right, let's see. Here we go. All right. Um, yeah. You know, the, keep going down. It's not in the top 17. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm looking... Uh, I'm thinking Last Stand ish, Spider-Man three ish area. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that. Yeah, very middle. Where's MNT? Maybe by Jumper. It reminded me of Jumper more than anything. It really did. It In did fact, I said Jumper was cooler, but less thought, convoluted or more convoluted. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a better made film with a worse plot <laughs> than Jumper. Yeah. Right, but it wasn't as like nostalgic as Hero at Large because John Ritter just you know made us happy. So I, I would say in between Hero at Large and Jumper. Okay, all right. That's I my opinion. Yeah. Um, Al, what do you think? Uh, works for me. All right, all right. Nice work, fellas. Yeah, here we go. Josh, did you push that thought into his mind? I did. I pushed it right in. Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do I even have a sister? (laughs) (laughs) Push, push, push. So push comes in at number 50. Smack down right there, kind of in the middle. Um, That's it for push this week, everybody, which means next week we will be watching (laughs) Kick-Ass. All right, cool. That's a fun one. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Another one. young person in yeah. the the role of a hero. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, he purposefully had Parker vibes, but yeah, fun. So, so all right, that'll join us next week for uh, Kick Ass. Um, thanks for hanging out with us in Harmless Phosphorescence, everybody. This has been Throw Smiley, and I have to go now. I need to buy a new toothbrush. <laughs> My name is Josh CC, and I get things wrong sometimes. I'm Ryan Lesh, and you can all open those envelopes now. See you next movie. I'm Alaric Weber. Wear, sc- wear sunscreen. It's going to be sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes on the plane. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.